Howdy and salutations. Captain Ron here. You know that anti-disestablishmentarianism is the longest word in the human language? Boom! Out of nowhere! Sky's the limit radio. Education with no ceilings. This just the fuck up! Let's do this. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety, and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to practice doing things right all the time, little things, huh? details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time. Time for Buck Dot Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Craig Wiley, and you know what it is? It is Monday. That means we got some Buck That Podcast for you, and oh my goodness, this is going to be a crazy one because. There's definitely some good, there's definitely some bad, and I ain't even talking about myself when I say there's some ugly, but as always, I'm joined today, we got the full team intact, got my bro Chacho in the building, Eddie, how are you doing? He's so proud of himself with that line. That was was a really good line, man, and talking about the ugliest of the ugly, I feel like I'm the prettiest of the ugly, so I'm okay with that. calling a kettle black. I wasn't even talking about y'all, I was talking about some of that stuff that happened on the field yesterday, but since you're feeling all sensitive, I guess I got to clarify that stuff. The third voice you've heard, if you don't know, we will get attacked by him from time to time during the show, one Mr. Zach. What does that even mean? You Zach attacks. Zach attack. Good evening, gentlemen. It's great to have all three of us in the same building at one time in the cabin. There's no, there's no DAs anymore. It's just the Zach attack. I told you. Shout we out from it. the cabin. You're famous now, all across STLR. The Zach attack. The Zach throw attack. It, throw it Is that like anything, the Zach attack though. from Saved by the Bell when they had that that the band Zach attack? No, nah, totally different. He's got some moves though. Okay. Does he know about the Zach attack? Yeah. He Was he about here? The Zach attack. He listens to the show. I listen to it. I listened to you badmouthing the 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 Caucasian uh, cornerbacks last week. Yeah, you didn't badmouth. You just said there one name. <laughs> well, he said I badmouthed the Caucasian quarterbacks. The one. Please name the Caucasian quarterback cornerbacks that I I. Uh... I mean, Cortland Finnegan was as close as we got. Is that it? He was a no. super light skin. He does not count. What about Chris Conti? He was the safety. Okay, and we won't talk about him anymore. No, but uh, it's it's not that I was like bashing them. It's just like where are they? You're very like where's like, Waldo gone? They non-existent. And, like in the '60s, I'm sure there was some. Yeah, he's someone now. I'm no. talking about right. I'm talking. Let's let's go from 1995 to present. All right, like All right. our era of football, and the only one I can think of that was of any relevance was Jason Seahorn. Other than that, I, I have no idea. Do you got a Jason Seahorn jersey? I think he does. He brings them up a lot. You do? You got the autograph? 
No, I don't know. No, I don't have the autograph. Who did Jason Seahorn even play for? The Giants and did the Rams. You, did you used to have dreams of being a white cornerback? Is that why you're so fat, infatuated with this? No, you know what my dream was? is I always played line okay. and defensive line, offensive line, you know, tackle and stuff. The dumb positions. I always wanted to play running back. I always wanted oh. that Emmett face mask. And I wanted to be the running back. <laughs> All right. So bad that I talked my coach into letting me like run a couple plays. And did they let you? Yeah, no, I ran a couple. It didn't. It went all right, like a couple yards here and there. You know, I was a big boy. You know, I was like extra husky. You know, yeah, you had to weigh in every single week. I think it was like one forty-five for Redskins, something like that. You know, my ass was out there taking uh, X lax the night before, then running with a trash bag before I had to weigh in. I was gonna say that. Did you have the trash bag on? Yeah. Did you have the Jolly Rancher with the water bottle? I don't know what that is. No, you remember that? You remember that, Craig? Yeah. The spitting in the water bottle? You had the Jolly Rancher or the bubble gum? You're trying to cut water? So you, no. you're literally flushing all your water out? No, I never heard about that. I've heard about like running and like diuretics, like taking X-Lax, and I have done that. Time or two. Got to do what you got to do to make weight, man. You want to you be a star, you know? You want to play that game. But in the NFL, you ain't got to worry about that. But uh, Unless you get too heavy. Yeah, true. You might have to worry about it. Can't be looking like Cheeseburger Eddie. But uh, we do have an update on one former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, also former Buffalo Bill, Mike Williams. News that came out last week. We, we did talk about it on uh, No Boundary Sports Talk. At the time, it had been reported that one Mike Williams, former wide receiver of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, former draft pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, had uh, passed away. It has now come out that he actually has um, been taken off of life support it's so, it's so crazy how like the media will just like run, obviously just run with a, the first story, yeah, and just go with it and not like fact check. But and it's kind of a shame and, and it's bad for the family. But yeah, but he he's not awesome. out of the 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 Woodward shit. Like he's still yeah he's still he's, he's still he's, down and out. He's off of life support and he's off of a respirator. So that's probably the the biggest. Yeah, he's thing. recovering. He's yeah. breathing on his own. He's going in the right direction. He's like the complete opposite of dead. Yes. Which is Shout very out to Mike good. Williams. Yeah, we need you to come yeah. back. But my question is, what the hell was he doing in the first place? Like, what? does this guy not have enough money that he's made in his what eight year career? Yeah, what, man. Sometimes I, you just want to be out there in the mix and the action. Just want to be like Tim the Toolman Taylor out there, yeah. just like building houses and stuff. Like, yeah, man, that's fun. Little Mike Williams Villa. Yeah, maybe he don't want to sit around doing nothing. Yeah, man. He wants to be on them job sites, seeing the thing the Lego says get put together. Who How knows? much do you think Mike Williams? Net worth is, I'm not sure. Couple mil. I have to probably say I agree with Eddie. I don't know what all his contracts were and all that stuff. Eight years wasn't that long ago. He's been out of the league probably like three or four. He got that well, Syracuse look, education. I'm sure he's a little I smart with his up, money. And it said I don't know how accurate it is because they they say he hasn't released his net worth, but it was saying a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars. Hmm. Who knows? Well, it says that he didn't release it, so that's just speculation. Who knows? Okay. You got a couple baby mamas. He don't have all, all his information out there, man. Don't put shade on my boy. Yeah. No, I'm not putting shade. I'm just... Kind of sounds like you are. A little bit. A little Zach attack out there, man. <laughs> yeah, how you, how you hit the man when he's down? A little bit. Like, where, my boy is in the hospital. He's in the hospital, man. All right, all right. He just so came out of a coma. Never mind his money, but what is he doing out there on the job site where he can get hurt? He want, the hustle's real, man. He want to be out there. He want to be worth more than half a million dollars. Well, let's just, you know, let's just glad that he's recovering to this point and he's not uh, actually dead like so many people reported. Yeah, th- including us. Um, thoughts and prayers out to the family. No, don't say us. That's you and Derek. 
Well, I'm saying uh, but, no, everybody. No, but totally every, separate. everybody was talking that about false that. Information. Like I did on a separate show, but that was what was being told the narrative yes. at the time. A show not named or associated with Buck That Podcast. But we associated with STLR, so you can eat a dick. Anyways. <laughs> Speaking of Mike Williams, he's a friend of, what, of yours. You met you met Mike Williams. <laughs> I did meet Mike Williams once. Really good guy, man. Really good guy. Yeah, partying up in the club, right? Something like that. Yeah, maybe. Allegedly, who knows? We've had a couple of good mics, man. Good mic receivers. Yes, we have Mike, Mike Evans. Clayton, Mike Evans, Mike Williams. Speaking yeah. of Mike uh, Evans, I mean, he kind of showed out. He did. He did his thing on Sunday to kind of you know maybe that's a little poke at the Glazers, like give me my money. Give me my money. Pay me that money. Give me that money. He's come out and already said before, and you know, you, you, you got to take everything sometimes with a grain of salt. Yeah, he has said he wants to retire Buccaneer. I genuinely believe that. But at the same time, they got to come to some kind of agreement. Sounds like the both sides are off. I don't know if it's whether length of contract, value of contract, whatever that may be. I'm sure we'll hear, hear some stuff. You know, going into the off season because that's pretty much where it's at right now. It's shut down until off season. Pretty much, his his, his people don't want to even negotiate right now. Yeah, I, they don't want it to be a distraction yeah, for the season. They, they don't want it to be a distraction. This is pretty much just Mike betting on himself. I mean, he's going he's going for wide receiver history right now. He's going to put up some numbers. Watch. So if he continues to put up some numbers, and this team can kind of I don't know play more like the second half than they than they did. In the first half, because that was just horrible. But, um, you know, Mike Evans is somebody I would like to see retire as a Buccaneer. I feel like he's earned that right. As a franchise, we don't really have a lot of people like that. Ronnie Barber. We don't have offensive players. Not any offensive players. Not offensive sure. players. Maybe, maybe what's the name? Gruber. Paul Gruber. Paul we Gruber, got, I think. Yeah, yeah, Mike Allstott, maybe. Allstott, Dunn. But what no, was the Dunn best done with Atlanta? Buck? Yeah, he was with Atlanta half his half his well, career. I know, but I think you know he's still a buck. No, but I'm saying retire a buck. Oh, he didn't retire a buck. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't. I guess I wasn't paying attention. That's all good. To exactly what you were saying about that. Uh, yeah. So, I definitely would like to see Mike Evans. I think we need more of that around. With that's one thing I think is missing from our organization is like the, the loyalty, or sometimes keeping those, you know. Once in a lifetime players keeping them here because I mean even Warren Sapp, Warren Sapp would have been a good one to keep, but you know obviously the, the but that just shows you that this it's is a business. what the league is about. Yeah. It's about that ultimately. It's about business and then loyalty. Yeah, because in all those names that you have mentioned have all been shipped off. Warren Sapp, John Lynch, uh, and John sometimes Lynch. it's on the player. Yeah, yeah. and then also uh, remember uh, right before work or not work done, Derek Brooks was about to retire. Um, he got an offer from the New Orleans Saints. To go there, but the Bucks didn't want to resign him, so he ended up just retiring. Yeah. So I mean, that might be what happens with with Mike Evans. He's probably not going to get that contract that he wants from us. He's going to have to go out on the open market and see if he can find it. But like you said, he's probably wanting a mixture of uh, too much length to that contract and too much uh, you know, overall. Money. I think I think the Bucks are going to struggle to pay two twenty million dollar receivers, like two high end receivers. You got the Godwin contract, and then to give. Evans a big contract too. They can't fork that much money over on both sides of the ball. Yeah, we got one year left on that big Godwin contract at like twenty seven million next year. And then he's basically I think he either comes down to like eight million and then comes off the books. So who knows? We got a lot of people coming off the books next season after this season. Antoine Winfield, Devin, 
worse has got to be looked at here soon. For yeah, we definitely got some players to resign. I'll leave it at Jason Light because Jason Light has done a damn good job, man. He has. He's, I, I, I trust unfortunately, him. Unfortunately, he's going to have to leave it to Jason Light, and he's going to have to make the hard decision that maybe an aging receiver is not somebody we're going to have to. Is he really uh, aging, able, though? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be 31. So, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, aged, to, to sign him to anything more than a two year deal would be probably give him a two year deal. Business. But he might want more than a two-year deal. He might deal. want a little bit more. He's aging in, in, in the fact of, yes, he is getting older. I haven't really noticed signs of him, quote-unquote, slowing down. He didn't look slow on Sunday. He looked very good on Sunday. He was. He know, looked like himself. He looked like himself. Okay. Our definitely top-receiving threat for that. Mike can run in a straight line. Except for that ball he dropped. He's not really known for route running. That was a big one. That was a big one. Baker Mayfield hit him right on the numbers, man. Yeah, you got to catch have, that one. Could have two touchdowns, right? Yeah, that was yeah. that was a touchdown all day. day. But you know who did catch a touchdown that looked very good? Trey Palm. Who's new? Mm. So I mean, th- that's the scary thing. You know, we got a new quarterback, so he has really no loyalty to any of these guys because it's not like he's old college teammates with any of them. You know, he, he's. Learning these guys, and you could tell definitely in the first, I'll say the probably the first half of the first quarter. First half, in, the whole first. In, half. In, in yeah, pretty, first half. And a lot of the first it was half, literally a snooze fest. You, you, they they looked horrible. Well, it, both sides of the ball did. It did. I mean, Justin Jefferson was doing what he wanted against our defense. Our offense wasn't really getting rolling. A couple, you know, we had timely turnovers in the first half. Kirk made a couple of mistakes with some fumbles. Uh, I think one Izzian. was a snap, and then one was yeah. Izian had that interception. He looked good too as a rookie, as well. He got, he got burnt for that other one. He though. got burned. Yep, he did get burned a couple times, but he did have that interception and looked like he belonged. You know, sometimes he's only going to get better. Put a rookie out there on an island, and he doesn't look like he belonged. And he looked like he belonged out here in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, that that first half of football was uh, a literal snooze fest, uh, and I was very worried because of how lucky we were getting. They were able to move down the field, uh, get whatever they wanted, and with timely turnovers, we actually got the ball back and was able to stay in the game. That's buck ball, baby. But I was hoping that that wasn't going to last. And in the second half, it didn't. They turned it around and started playing uh, a lot better football, including on offense with Baker Mayfield. It definitely looked rough. First half, I can definitely come out and say that we're missing Ryan Jensen. 100%. Yeah, that that definitely. offensive line did not look cohesive. We're missing Donovan Smith. It, I believe, it, too. it was it was patchwork. Mm. I, I say we're even missing um, Ali Marpet. Oh, definitely Ali Marpet. Alex Kappa. I mean, you can go down the list of these free agent guys. There's some guys we let go that we needed to keep in. We had to let go of Kappa. You know, it was a it was a cap, it was a Kappa hit. Yep. <laughs> type thing. No pun intended. But uh, uh, yeah, he got offered a big contract from from the Bengals. We couldn't. Match it. We we weren't financially able we to. Were, yeah, we weren't going to match it. Yeah, we were going to let him go go out there and, and get his contract, and he did. So, who was a good highlight on the offensive line for you guys? Well, I think I think it goes like the ebb and flows of of the game. The first half, there was no highlights for the offensive line, nope. uh, and as as a whole, the second half, everybody looked really good. The one position that I have a little worrisome uh, about is the running back position. And Rock White, is he going to be the guy for the whole season? We did see a little bit of Sean Tucker. Didn't see much from any of them, to be honest with you. Sean did have a little bit of better you know, yards per average. but that's Sean, Sean had a better 
yards per touch, I feel like, as far as running and even with some of the, the, the receiving stuff, Rock White kind of underwhelmed. But I also don't know if it was because of how poor the offensive line played in the first half, too. A little bit. As a running back, you kind of got to get in that groove. And if you can't get into that groove fairly quick, it kind of you know hurts you throughout the whole game. We've seen it before, you know, even in college level, any kind of pro game. If if that run game is kind of slow to get started, it may be a long day for the run game. If you can kind of maybe in like the first eight to ten plays, maybe get a nice chunk, eight, ten yard run, the running back starts feeling himself, kind of gets him going, gets the adrenaline going. You know, usually it's a little bit better day for the running back, and we never really quite had that, you know, I mean, it, they were definitely positive yards, but there was, you know, none of us are going to see it right now. I'm like, oh, man, you see that play in the third quarter where such and such did this? And there wasn't that from the running back committee at all. You think the limited time played during the preseason really affected them that first half? Because they didn't really have. I'm going to be honest with you, Eddie. I think that the game played out the way it did because I don't even think Canales has the whole playbook open yet. No, not at all. It, it, it was basic, simple. It seemed a lot preseasonish to me right honestly I, I think that's that's dave's offense is is broken down and vanilla i mean we were talking in the truck about i was saying uh i saw a lot of two two tight end sets out there two wide receivers there wasn't a lot of like spread formation and stuff like that there's a lot of play action and stuff but one thing about the run game even though we weren't able to really run the ball and establish the run we were able to run the ball and establish play action pass in the second half. And, yes, we were. And, and that and, and that really helped out Baker Mayfield, I think, a lot. And he shined in the second half. He, I think he was 15 for 19 in the second half. He didn't really throw the the ball for a ton of yards. He only had like 174 yards for the game. But He made some good throws, though. I, think I was when, definitely impressed. Yeah, when, when the time came down to it, he made a couple of good throws, and uh, Bucks pulled out that dub. When it came to the team as a whole, the defense was definitely the shining factor. I seen Yaya around in a few different plays. You know, obviously we came up with that major fumble, so that helped us out. Um, you know, defense has kind of seemed to make some stuff happen kind of when we needed it. I thought they were flying around the ball. Hey, don't don't I really liked it. Don't let it slide either, man. He had a big kick too that came in clutch. Yeah. That was a nice kick. He had at least yeah, another like 50, five yards. 57 yards. 57, and he yeah. had at least another five yards on he it. He did. And I said that, too. As soon as he hit that and it went through the uprights, I'm like, damn, that could have went in from like 63. Yeah, so that was nice, man, actually making a good kick. And that's that's why they picked up McLaughlin and let go of uh, Suckup because Suckup didn't have the distance. He had yeah. maybe a little bit better accuracy, but this kid was not – I think he knocked down 10-plus 50-yard kicks in Indianapolis last year, so – He's a stud. One thing I do want to talk about real quick before we kind of move in, move along, get into some of the injuries and stuff like that, is I think that the coaching staff did a really good job going in at halftime and making those adjustments. Because 100%. like we said, that first half team was kind of like, what the fuck is this? It's going to be a long season. Then all of a sudden, second you know half comes around, and where I was at, shout out to Katrina, by the way. We went, it was uh, her mom's celebration of life, Mama Williams. So, you know, mom wanted a celebration of life. She didn't want a funeral. She wanted everybody to, to, to you know, gather around, have a good time. Because, you know, when you live a long life like that, you know, it's, it's, it's not a sad thing because it's the one thing guaranteed. So we all got together. There was food. There was Bucks game. And there was, you know, 
obviously you're not going to have everybody in the whole entire place be Buccaneers fans. So there were a couple uh, NFC South foe in the oh, building. Oh, no, not the Falcons. Uh, there was a Falcons fan and, and there the was Saints a Saints fan. fan. Oh, and they, and they, was, they was hating, but they was clapping for the, for the Vikings until oh, first. Man. So, you know, had a good little trash talk going on. But I think that, you know, as a coaching staff, maybe something that we didn't see so much last year is, is they did adjust very, very well against a team that a lot of people in the sports world and even Vegas had us marked as underdogs. And, and it was pretty much like chalked up, hey, this is going to be a win for the Vikings. And even us, we I don't think none of us even chose the Bucks. Yeah, I think I, I didn't choose the Bucks. You didn't choose but the Bucks. That's, I I that's didn't. just normal in my case. Yeah, I was very impressed with the way they came out in the the second half adjustments and the way they came out to win that game. And it was it was total uh, flip the script for for Baker and the offense. Uh, and that environment is no joke whatsoever. Uh, that Minnesota crowd doing the the you see you guys see at the beginning of the game when they start doing that skull chant. Yeah. And they all start clapping and they started skull, skull. That's dope. I like that. I wonder, do they still do with that that Viking guy rides in on the motorcycle? Have know, you ever man. seen that? Uh-uh. Do you remember that back in the day? The the dude would ride in on the motorcycle uh, in the middle of the Metro Dome? Vaguely. I wonder if they still do that. that. I haven't seen it any time in recently. I don't watch the Vikings like that. I think I quit watching the Vikings. Well, I don't back watch them like that either. When Brett but, Favre was there. Well, yeah. back in the day, we used to be in the division, so we'd see yeah. him twice yeah, a year. We'd, we'd see him pay, pay a little year. more attention to him. So I, I just remember that 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 Viking that used to ride in on the. How much of that second half do you think you know attributes to a little bit of attitude from Mr. Baker Mayfield, getting those clutch first downs, and coming in clutch on a bunch? He definitely of has some moxie. I'll give him that. Think that pumped up the defense a little bit too. I, well, it, they were able to actually get a rest. Yeah, that, that helps them out too. That was big time. Baker's situation right now might be the perfect storm. Yeah, uh, where he was coming from and where he is now, and the position that he's in, he's healthy and he's got weapons around him. So this might be Baker's season to actually show that he can be that quarterback for a team. I think the only thing that's going to limit him is that offensive line. It, yeah, that's that's where we got to improve at. And the running, we, we game. did free up some money, so maybe I don't know. We can. But it's not like anybody who's out there is going to be, you know, the the save all. But Melvin maybe, Gordon? Yeah, maybe we – no, I'm just saying offensive line. Oh, yeah. Melvin Gordon ain't going to help no, he that out. He ain't doing no. nothing against this line. Melvin no, Gordon, man. he'll average like 1.9. No, maybe for sure. eating Snickers bars. So, as far as the, the standings go, mm-hmm. right now, we are second in the NFC South. Atlanta is ahead of us, obviously, because they won a division game. Okay. Against the Carolina Panthers, which was extremely ugly, by the way. That was an ugly game. New Orleans is right up underneath us. They they squeaked by with a win, and so the so us Atlanta, New Orleans, we all got wins. Carolina is the the lone loser of the NFC South right now because they lost to the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta coming up plays Green Bay. We play Chicago. New Orleans plays Carolina. So New Orleans quite possibly could hand Carolina their second division loss in that many weeks. New Orleans looked good. They did. Derek Carr looked good in his debut. I you know, I still think I thought they were going to look better though. They're the favorites uh for this division. I still think that and Carolina I would not count them out even if uh they did lose the first two games. 
You know that it's they're a young tough team. To be a, yeah, it's it, tough to be a rookie quarterback. In this this is going to be takes a little time. This is going to be their chalk it up year as far as Carolina. I don't think anybody's expecting that much from them. I think even the the coaching staff has some leeway. Ownership over there probably has some leeway. Definitely, but I do think there's a chance for every team in this division. Yeah, it's this it's, it's, it's kind of it's a kind weird, of like last year. Kind of like a weird division. You know, the Saints don't even have Alvin Kamara back. It, it, it is going to be interesting to see how it goes. I think with Atlanta, they got to play. Uh, who did I say they had to play? They got to play Green Bay. Green, Green Bay. Bay yeah. Green Bay played looks pretty tough good. Game. Jordan Love looked pretty solid. I'm not ready to really crown him as the the he was efficient the next yeah. great, but he would definitely did his thing. Aaron Jones helped that out a lot. Exactly. Jones looked raw, but that that's looking like helped out with the way Atlanta played against Carolina and the way that Green Bay. Played against Chicago. At this point, I would have to say Atlanta's probably going to be one and one next week. We're playing against the Bears. I think we got a good chance to be two and zero. hundred percent. New Orleans has a very good shot of going two and zero. So you know we're we're going to be setting ourselves up in a good position to start off the season. We do have some injury stuff. Kalijah can uh, Kalijah Cansey. Zach rubbed off on me because he uh, can't ever pronounce the name. Don't blame it on me. Oh, I'm blaming it on you. You put your juju on me. Put, put that Zach attack juice. <laughs> he did. But uh, I guess apparently he got in. I didn't even know he was really coming back yet, but he got in. 11 that snaps. ankle typed up on him again. 11 snaps in that, that uh, calf strain. Just, uh, and allegedly uh, re-injured became, him. Huh? Yeah, became just an tightened issue. tightened up on him. Uh, I, I believe I heard that uh, it's not serious as far as Bowles is concerned. It's not like he... Injured, like injured something else. It's just basically he aggravated the same thing, and they were just being precautious. Hundred percent. You know, I, some would say that maybe they shouldn't have rushed him back for the first game of the season anyway, seeing that he did not get any preseason and training camp action. Listen, so I don't know, but on hopefully a, he's going to be. I all know right. this is Buck that podcast, but a very similar injury. We all seen how Joe Burrow played yesterday, and they basically got injured. Riding around the, within days of each other. Yep. So Joe Burrow had a rough game. Probably could have been going through some of the same thing that Kalijah was going through, and that's why he didn't have such a great game. Only difference is, once Kalijah's a rookie, <laughs> one's like the highest paid quarterback in the league. So you know, well, it, one's a quarterback and one's a defensive yeah. end. So I, I don't know. It's a big change. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of pressure on. I mean, comparatively, I feel like Kalijah probably Burrow has his. more pressure on him than Kalijah does. Kalijah obviously is somebody who they're 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 just gonna groom and bring him along. Whatever we get from out of him this year, that's that's positive. Great. He did have a really nice play. I did see him like he like yeah. I said he he played. Excuse me. He played 11 snaps. I did see him on like a stunt move where he uh, swung from the outside and came up in the middle and did. He didn't get a sack, but he did put a pressure on Kirk Cousins and knock him to the ground. So that was good to see. I think he had two, right? Two uh, quarterback touches. He could have. I, I just what I saw personally. And then after that, I saw him get manhandled for one play and then I didn't see him the rest of the game. And that might have been the one that kind of re-aggravated it. It could have. He would look like he was trying to move this guy, but this guy was not they, moving. They put hands on. I was like, "Get your stupid ass off this field!" Yeah, sometimes that happens for rookies, though. You know, like they just get manhandled. Like a All welcome the time. to the NFL moment. Like some of these guys got man strength. Like they do. I mean, Yaya Diaby, another rookie. That's been getting some praise all off season through through training camp. He flashed through preseason. He has some flashes, and I feel like he was in position to make some plays. 
you know, Servasi Dennis is another guy that we've been talking about. You know, he didn't really have anything major, but, you know, our boy Izzy. Izzy got him, you know, he was somebody that was an undrafted free agent, earned his spot to be the starting nickel cornerback, got an interception when we needed it. You know, uh, a big play, I think, that was a momentum shifter for us. Definitely. You know, so we do have some young guys that I'm I'm extremely excited for. If we don't necessarily have the greatest, you know, season this year, I think it's going to have some ups and downs. Uh, I'm preparing myself for that. But, you know, if if there can just be some positivity towards some of this stuff, you know, these younger guys, I think we've got a bright future. And who knows, you know, is Baker can Baker Mayfield be fixed and end up being that guy? Do we kind of limp throughout the season and do yeah, Buc- do Buccaneers things where yeah. we, we come, you know, we beat the Vikings this week and then we go out and lose to Chicago next week? Who that's knows? That's exactly what we end up doing. I mean, that's that's the Buck thing that it's we the always Buck way. do. Ah. So we cannot overlook or or should I say underlook. Or would it be overlook? I don't know. But overlook. the Bears underestimate. underestimate. Under, there you go. Thank you. Sorry, I smoked my. So are we going to overachieve uh, or underachieve? Well, hopefully we overachieve like we did uh, against the Vikings. I know this is the home opener, so uh, Bears are up north team. You know they're not used to playing this type of heat. Well, Justin Fields looked like trash. But he still rushed for like almost sixty yards. So you put you put that down in, uh, against the Bucks. You know that could be dangerous. I think a lot of quarterbacks look bad. I think he still threw for over 200 yards, too. I mean, that's... He just said he ain't having that 60-yard jump. That's a, that's they, a, they ain't going to come on That's a on dangerous boy. combination that Justin Fields... I, I I don't want to put that bad juju out there. I don't want to put that... Yeah, Z- Vita Bay is going to light him up. Yeah, Devin White's going to get 72 tackles. You want to do it. Go ahead. I kind of feel like Justin Fields is going to run all over us. Didn't he do something no. last time we played no. him? I could have swore he ran all over us. No, nah, he ain't running all over this defense. I don't think so. He might throw a few dimes here and there. Maybe. But. I don't know. You have to look that one up. But we do got the Bears. Shaq Barrett ain't going to let that happen. In the season opener, Shaq Barrett was looking pretty good, by the way. I didn't realize he changed his number. I didn't realize either. He's number I was like, seven. who's that? Because I, I thought that was Tryon's number was seven. No, he's nine. Oh, he's nine. That's he's what nine. it was. Yeah, we do have a good rotation, though, linebackers. You know, a little mix of vets, and then you got these young guys that are in there, nice and hungry guys. So yeah. it's just another, And it's another year with Todd Bowles' defense. Say what you say about Todd Bowles, man, but he always has a solid defense. He does. And now you got some uh, wily veterans with some young guys in there, man. We'll see how it goes, man. We got to play the Bears. This Sunday, I believe it's a 1 o'clock game. Usually always are. What are some keys uh, to the Buck coming out with a win for you, Eddie? Offensive line. If they can protect, if they can open up holes and not get costly penalties, like my boy Donovan Smith, you know, thank God he's no longer a Buck. (laughs) I know he cost the Chiefs, but, you know, this isn't the Chiefs show. But he did cost the cheese on that last drive. Good. Go Detroit. I think if the offensive line does good, if they don't get any penalties, they give Baker Mayfield good throwing lanes, open up a couple of holes, whoever it is, Chad White, Tucker. I think that's going to be big, man. If Justin Fields is going to be held off the field, if he's not going to get all those different attempts, all those different rushing yards, neutralize him. Defense plays a good game. 
Kicker does does his job. All right, you're gonna leave some points for us. Hey man, you asked me. That, that's that's the basic. Leave a little meat on the bone over here. Meat. Let me go hey, ahead man. and revert back to my Justin Fields conversation that I was talking about earlier. Before he nods off like a piranha, all the meat on the bone. Well, you hate for man. keys of the game. That's my keys of the game. All right, though I do agree with Eddie. The skeleton keys. I, I do agree with Eddie. He's like if Winfield I'll, gets the interception, Mike yeah, Evans yeah. catch a touchdown. Yeah. Like, hey, man. He's like literally everything happens, right? But anyway, I agree with you, Eddie. Offensive line play is going to be key. That's just going to trickle down on the offensive uh, edge of the, uh, of the football. Running games is going to be better if we can block. Passing game would be better for, for Baker. But my key to the game is going to be Justin Fields. We just talked about this just a minute ago. Limit him on the rushing end. Take away his passing arm, and I think the Bucks have a chance to win. If we play defense like we played against Kirk Cousins, Kirk's a, you know how I feel about Kirk. That's my I, dude. He's a Were better quarterback sad? than Justin Fields. I wasn't sad, but I do have like a man crush. Was it man crush Monday? Man, man crush, crush Monday. Man crush Monday. On Did you Kirk call Cousins. him up and apologize for the Bucks beating him? No, I didn't. I didn't. He have you, have you guys watched the quarterback show yet on Netflix? Yeah. No. Have you? Yeah. First two two episodes. Okay. Shame on you, Craig. You need to go watch that. All right. It's excellent. That's Kirk Cousins, by the way. Okay. Uh, but anyway, if the Bucks can limit uh, Justin Fields like they limited Kirk Cousins in the second half of Sunday's game, I believe we have a good chance to win. My only problem is is I tend to believe that Justin Fields is going to have a field day. No pun intended. Fields I is going to have a field day. I think the pun was definitely intended. You don't got a lot of kick it. I, I kind of agree with Eddie. You know – we need to see this offensive line. They're going to have another week in practice and all that stuff to kind of gel. And, you know, it's it's new for everybody, new offense. You know, the the line's kind of makeshift. We didn't have the, our center who we thought we were going to have. So when guys are playing and, and starting in different positions throughout the offseason, then now they got to, you know, play and move to other places. It does a little learning curve there. If we can run the ball better – eat up some clock, that will negate everything that Zach's talking about as far as keeping the ball out of Justin Fields' hands. So I I would say key to the game, clock management. I like it. Because, you know, if we're controlling the ball, we're controlling the tempo, we're keeping the ball away from Justin Fields, who can, who, who can be electrifying, but I don't see Green Bay's defense being that much greater or better than our defense. And, and Not even close. They did a pretty good job of containing him. So I, I feel like if our defense plays like that second half they did against the Minnesota Vikings, I think we'll be right there. I think you're right. Let's just let's hope we see the the second half bucks from last week and not the first half bucks. They'll get a couple picks on them. Watch two picks. We'll see. You, you're calling two picks. Two that's picks. your prediction. That's that's a prediction. I mean, predictions are next. So Eddie, Eddie's saying two picks for the defense against Justin Fields. You want to go first, and I'll go with the bad news. You want bad news, then you can be the hero. Well, you always got to have bad oh, news, I'm man. A, if you're going to give me the bad news, give me the bad news. You're... All right, bad news. Bucks are on a high from the Vikings game. They come home. Somebody say hi. Yeah. They come home, and they lose to the Bears, unfortunately. Dub Bears. Another low-scoring game. I'll go 24-21 Bears over Bucks. Justin Fields has over 100 yards on the ground. <laughs> Wow. Man, give me some. I want, do, I want some do you got a score prediction for me? Not that. I'm going <laughs> to go 27 13 bucks. Okay. That's a defensive battle right As there. They're going to whoop them, man. All I got right. confidence, I in, right, that, man. I got confidence I in that Bucks defense, I man. They look good. Right. My prediction 
My prediction is Trey Palmer keeps the touchdown streak going. Ooh, not Trey. What was it? Three touchdowns in the last four games because he scored in two out of three preseason games, and he just scored in this first uh, season opener. Our home opener, obviously, is coming up this week. I'm going to say he keeps the streak alive. He's going to get a touchdown, and we will win in a much better offensive game for us. And I'm going to give us 34-21. Damn. Bam. You I hope it. both of you guys are right, and I'm wrong completely. Here's, who's going to have more rushing yards, Tucker yeah. or White? Ooh. White. I'm going with White. I'm going with Tucker. I'll All take, right, okay. I'll take Tucker. You'll take it? I'll take the I'll take I'm, the I'm only saying White because he's on my fantasy. I will say we have one forced fumble on defense on Justin Fields. Ooh. There's I'll, my I'll second prediction. that. I'll second there that. He still prediction. rushes for over 100 yards. Nope. No, nah, he ain't getting 100 yards. I think he does. Under I think he, 60. I think there will be a turnover from Justin Fields, either a fumble or interception or both. But he still runs for 100 yards. When's the last time a quarterback ran for 100 yards on us? On us? I mean... I'm tagging our entire defense. I don't really have that yeah. up right now, but I'd have to say either a Vic game. Uh, Daniel Jones might have did it to us a couple years ago. I forget when we played him. I, he did have a pretty big rushing game. I don't think we've had a, a quarterback rush on, a, on us like that since Michael Vick. Yeah, man. We didn't even give I 100 yards regularly to running backs. Yeah, dude. Let alone a, re- a quarterback. It's totally like that. different. Than I want to see some back. snot bubbles, defense. Totally Don't let that different. man pump you up like that. Defense, you've been called out by the one they call Zach. So if you see us in the street, don't punch me or Eddie. He's the one who said it. <laughs> punch the Callaway hat. Punch the Callaway hat on the Buck That podcast. He did it, but no, they are pretty good about holding running backs under a hundred. Very few do it on us yearly, in and out. Uh, that that's been one of our strong suits as far as defense for. As long as I can remember. Yeah, I mean, the last couple of years we haven't been the greatest. We've been more of a better passing team. I think we were like 15th against the rush, like 9th against the pass or something like that last year. Vita Vea going to eat it up. Vita Vea, man. Hey, Vita, do not hit your own defensive players, bro. <laughs> yeah, we need <laughs> we need your boy. Don't light up Levante David, man. If they're wearing your same color, don't hit them. My, my, my boy wants to retire a Buccaneer as well. Yeah, man. Boy, cracked his back. He hit him so hard. That's right. You know my boy ain't coming to play. <laughs> hey, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the day? I'm excited, man. Football's back. Yeah. How excited were you guys to sit and watch Sunday football? I, not, I, not just Sunday, man. Saturday was good. Congrats to your guys' team. I, you know. Uh, the Canes pulled out a victory. Canes my Noles pulled out a victory. Hell, my Buffaloes pulled out a victory. Sanders is just not Dion's team. Unbelievable. That's my team. We here, baby. Oh, that's my team. Like seriously, like I, I was at Target. I told the wife, like you got to hurry the f up because I got to get home. I'm a Buffalo and I got to watch the game. So you, you switch. You're not even a, a FSU Oh, I'm fan. both. You can't be both. Why can't you be both? I don't know. Can't What's you? wrong with that? Is, is you, you going over there because Dion was a, a Seminole, right? So you feel like near and dear to you. By proxy, I'm invited to the party. Yeah, he's showing I'm up. I'm related. He's related. That's a baby cousin. No, nah, my boy said he ain't no Seminole. He ain't graduate from there. He played there. Primetime said that. Well, well he, he ain't no Seminole. There. 
It's all good. He got drafted from there. Listen, I made sure I watched the Buffalo game too. I ain't gonna lie, dog. Everybody was at the Buffalo game. Wu Tang was inter- there. It's entertaining, man. I'm telling yeah, you what. He's, he, him and, and his sons are taking over the Shador game. Shador did his thing. We'll be definitely talking about a lot of that coming up on No Boundary Sports Talk here in two more days on Wednesday. Then the Bucks take Hunter. We'll see. We'll see. There's a long road That's to the draft. That's a long way to Long that. way away. We still got a lot. We don't even know where we're going to be at. We don't, we don't know where we're going to be looking like quarterback-wise. We, we need a quarterback. That's what so we're going to need. Might be taking Shador. Ooh. With that being said, from my boy Eddie, from my boy Zach, I'm your boy Craig. This has been Buck That Podcast. We'll catch you next Monday. Peace out.